Oh, hello, ladies. It's me and Bill McGecky's baby nephew, Dylan Gott. Baby here. nephew. Grandson. Oh, is it your grandfather? That's a granduncle. Bill? Oh, I don't have a granduncle. I'm not a pussy. I have a granduncle. Oh, yeah, because you're a pussy. No, I'm not. Shut up. You're from Ottawa. I'm... Oh, my daddy worked with the prime minister. I'm a little girl. Oh, I ride a unicycle and I have a hat on. That's stupid. <laughs> I've never, never. I hate when you when you take you, a joke. Shut, you, up, shut, you, up, shut, up, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You've never worn a bow tie to a barbecue? Neither have I. We don't go to barbecues because they're for peasants you don't cook <laughs> what would you cook outside you got a kitchen you fucking ragtag bunch of plebs you ever had a goddamn corn roast no you ever had a corn roast corns corns for boiling and then feeding to animals because that's what they <laughs> john new gimmick hastings yeah we are here on the wrestler review compound which is john hastings's place or my place and it's john's again this time and Ladies. we're talking about ravishing rick Rude. Ooh, one uh, from the grand tradition. I don't think I've heard of a person, uh, a, a wrestler not being amazing and having their name be their name. Isn't that a, the greatest thing? Rick Flair and Rick Rude. His name Is was Rude. Was R O O D. Oh, so good. Rick, so Rude, good. But Rick Rude is also he's a blue chipper. He's the last of the big territory guys that didn't really make it. But he didn't really make it because. He never stayed in one place long enough to make it. And also not a politician and an old school guy. And let's yeah. just cut the shit. He loved a pill and he loved showing people knives. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Rick Rude. He went to the same high school as... Oh, is he another one of those Minneapolis guys? Yeah, Tom Zink, Zink, Nikita Koloff, Kurt Henning, John Nord, Road Warrior Animal, and Barry Darso. Oh, God. That's crazy. That's so a let me sum up. That's an okay fed if you just fill it in with other dudes from the high school. Let me just f like fill you in on what the conversations at the high school were. Is all of them are trying to get pussy, and then fucking Darso was dressing up like various teachers in the corner. Shut up, you're fat. Hey, Ric Flair, shut up, you're fat. You're dancing with a fat girl. She's ninety pounds. Uh, all the women I fuck are babies. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I'm the most handsome guy in the room. Shut up, fat ass. <laughs> Shut you damn fat mouth, fat. Is that, is that Shut why, up. Is that why Rick Rude became so fucking intensely focused on fitness issues? Maybe. Maybe yeah. fat. I assume that Barry Darso, I assume he heard Barry Darso just screaming at a fat girl <laughs> while she was crying in the corner. It was like, if I slow that down and make it a wrestling character, which Darso never really did. He was just, Shut up, fat. Fat ass fat. <laughs> we are demolition. We are warriors of the deep. Except this is for you. Crush. This is your fat. <laughs> Shut up, fat. <laughs> fat ass fat. Oh, this show is just me loving that very nurse. Earthquake, you're a fat girl. I'm fat boy. I'm not going to make you into a fat girl, you fat ass fat. Hey, hey, shut up. You're fat. How about this? How about this? New character. I walk out of the ring. I got a job. Say I work in a factory. What do we make at that factory? Butter. And I show the people the butter and I go, do you want some? And they go, yeah. And then I go, of course you do because you're all fat. And then I come on them. Lick the butter, fat girl. <laughs> fat. Ric Flair took it a different way, which is he would go to the ring in a robe with a porn, porn star afro and then say, who would like to come into the, the ring for a rude awakening where I feel you up? Oh, yeah. He would just, <laughs> I hope they were plants. Mm. I like your tits. Yeah. Um, okay, so Rick Rude, Rick Rude was 
like in WCCW, so the Texas territory that was. Well, the let's Van start Orks. from the beginning. He uh, was I trained really under. He was trained under Eddie Sharkey. Um, his first two years, he debuted on World Championship Wrestling as part of. He was uh, in the Crockets for a bit, managed by Jimmy Hart. Um, he feuded with the Road Warriors initially, where his tag team partner was King Kong Bundy. So this guy starts fucking running. Yo, this guy, well, because everyone talks about he was a fucking prodigy. He took to it right away. Yeah. Amazing promo. His look is out of control. Yeah. He's even, and he's, it's interesting in this, and like, he's ripped in a different way than other people. He's thin ripped. He's the first guy. He's thin, lean. Yeah. And cut. Like yeah. he's bad. He's villain ripped. Like you look also, but you also look at his face and you're like, "This is a bad dude." Yeah, he. Uh, we'll get into this later, but I think he uh, he still had a lot to give wrestling by the time he was he passed away. When he died, he was training to get back in the ring. Yeah, I don't think. I just mean like, he's one of the dudes who's like an old school guy who was like an enforcer. No, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. Uh, so he went to Florida for for a cup of coffee, feuded with Wahoo McDaniel. Wahoo. <laughs> and then we get into WCCW, which uh, John, I know you want to talk about this baby. Because okay, so WCCW, if you guys don't know, this was the Texas Territory based out of Dallas Fort Worth, which was Fritz von Erich and his five kids <laughs> that were like massively famous to the point that they were the biggest celebrities in Dallas, in that part of America, and Israel for some reason. And. They had a show called Dallas on TV that was the biggest show, and they were more popular than old J.I. Were they? Sure. I mean, if you said so. Yeah, you're right. Um, (laughs) I was just building off your point, and then you just... I just got confused by the mention of the show Dallas. Anyway, so basically what happens is all those kids die and go through terrible tragedies, and they were told, like, they are Christian. That's a short sum up. They will not kiss you. They... All have wives that they've been married to since they were 11, even though, like, if you went to the back, like, every wrestler talks about, like, Carrie's, like, doing coke and fucking 11 girls, like, just, and Kevin's got his foot in a woman's pussy, and it's just crazy. Um, So that was all sort of revealed slowly throughout the community, started to kill the territory, so they left the NWA because they thought that they could... um, That killed the territory? Is them getting dick? Dinky sticky because them getting so like crazy and showed that they weren't these pious Christian all Americans. Yeah, but we're like a bunch of them died. Yeah, like Mike Von Eric died. Didn't an alarming amount of them commit suicide. We'll do a Von Eric. All but we could probably do a Von Eric. All but one of them committed suicide. That's insane. Oh, all but one of them died. One other didn't commit suicide. His stomach exploded, either from taking so many pills, either because he purged to be thin or because he got kicked in the head. Um. All they know is that Bruiser Brody got paid in cash for the entire run and then got paid again later in the run. So they think what happened was is Bruiser Brody paid off the medical officials not to make a big deal about it and flushed all the pills. Wow. Because Bruiser Brody was a very, very close with the uh, Von Erichs because Von Erichs had, had given them their start. So Rick Rude, after all that, is it is decided he is going to be the first WCCW champion as the NWA is falling apart. Fritz von Eric and, um, yeah, because this is 85, 86. This is when like the territories are really crumbling because WrestleMania was a success. Essentially. WrestleMania was a massive success. Jim Crockett is also solidifying a lot of power. Someone that Fritz von Eric hated. Uh, he puts the belt on Rick rude 
and then subsequently all the support staff of the company do not get behind Rick Rude whatsoever. Well, the man's been a wrestler for three years. Been a wrestler for three years, but you look at him, young Rick Rude, like he, he does not age in the 80s, even though you're like, you're, and he loved smoking and doing drugs more than anyone in the world. Your heart doesn't explode at 40 years old if you're not literally like, what's that cocaine? You're like, we don't have any more. Rick was here. It's now his mustache. <laughs> but if I may say something, he didn't really age even towards his death. No. Like, he died a 40-year-old man who still looked... Like, he looked like he was 40 in 1990, and he looked like he was 40 in 1999. Yeah, as to use the great wrestler review scale of what dude does this wrestler... What kind of dude would your mom be fucking after the divorce? Rick Rude is the dude that your mom marries, who's just a massive dick who throws your coat on the ground because you keep putting it on the on the, on the the back of a chair and not on the hook like he asked you to. Yeah, he doesn't hit you, but you know he would. Yeah, he doesn't hit you because he hasn't figured out where on your body would hurt the most yet. <laughs> so WCCW, they entrust him with the basically the reins. The first guy after his children... Yeah, that they entrust the reins to, and he just looks like the t- he looks like the personification of titty fucking. He looks like the guy that sold them all speed. He was just like, "Well, they don't like it that my sons are on drugs, so let's put a guy that looks like they sold drugs." And they tried to make him; f- it just didn't work. He then transitions from that, ends up in the Fed for his first. No, this <sighs> is he goes to Jim Crockett. He goes, he goes to back Jim to Jim Crockett. He goes back to Crockett. Um, he had a short tag team with the Ultimate Warrior. They put him in a lot of tag teams. Um, he was in the stupidest name tag team of all time in Dylan Crockett. Uh, Rick Rude joined with Manny Fernandez, the awesome twosome. They won the NWA. Oh. They won the NWA championship from the Rock and Roll Express, and then of course lost lost it back. Um, and Jim Crockett, in a pre-taped type match, said Rude was injured, and that's why uh, that's why he left the company for the. WWF. I was really hoping you were going to say that their name was Rude Mexican. <laughs> man Rudies. Rude man. Rude mans. Rude mans. Rude mans. But that's interesting. No. It's uh, been months since I did that. <laughs> sure. Um, it is interesting that they keep putting him in tag teams after, like, it seems like the WCCW run really affected the way most wrestling... Because people didn't think he could carry a company, which I sort of disagree. I think he, he was an amazing heel. You just need to put him with the right uh, protagonist, and he's an amazing antagonist. Yeah, he works well under the cro- or that old school NWA... Uh, way of booking where uh, oh, he yeah. doesn't really like this is the other thing by the time he's kind of like um, reverse Eddie Guerrero where a lot of people said by the time Eddie Guerrero got the charisma thing down his body was so fucked yeah. up yeah whereas Rick Rude they say by the time he got to be a good worker his work rate caught up to his charisma which we'll talk about I mean after the break is the WCW era but after his work rate caught up with his charisma uh, that's when his body started breaking down I mean, his body yeah. started breaking down when he became a good worker. Because, as we'll talk about uh, the Fed thing right now, uh, basically he debuts as a member of the Heenan family um, to replace Paul Orndorff. And this is a very, very good debut where what they'll do now is essentially they'll replace people with the exact same character, but it's just a new face and it's the yeah. same character. Like, if you Gold look at. Gold Dust with Stardust. <laughs> yeah. Or 
a guy like like we we talked about Randy Orton, how they got Randy Orton over was essentially like, oh, here's exactly how they got Triple H over. We give him a long title. We give him a long title run with a secondary title. We talk about how he's the future. Uh, then he exactly beats Mick Foley in a hardcore match because Mick Foley all of a sudden wants the Intercontinental title for some reason. Yeah, for, because you disrespected me. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't believe me, they tried to do it a third time with Dean Ambrose. And then Mick, it turned out, A, Dean Ambrose then went on Twitter and attacked Mick's family, including his kid that has um, special needs. And also, Mick was deemed that his brain was degenerating to the point that they couldn't put him in the ring. Or it could cause, like, degenerative paralysis and stuff Jesus like that. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, Mick also did another match w- against Edge. It was like, why? You don't need this old man going through. I don't know why the fuck. Because he's obsessed with wrestling. Like, he's such a mark wrestler like he's like gotta ha- he's the only guy that wrestlemania moment he's the only person that talked about that in his fucking book that's where that idea like i want something have my- that he made something that vince made up for the fans and now he believes it's really weird for such a smart smart man yeah it's a very weird thing he, um, he just he's a couple of egg salad sandwiches short of a bag you know what i mean boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. rick rude comes in Beats Paul Orndorff, and he's the evolution of the Paul Orndorff character, where it's like, yes. Whereas Mr. Wonderful was just like, I'm the best. You get basically get Paul Orndorff, who is a more charismatic figure with a different look, kind of playing the same character. Like, he fulfilled the like ripped, ripped Adonis dude in the Heenan family, and then you get a bigger, better, obviously an evolution of Orndorff. And he just squashes Orndorff as his first feud. And just a great way to debut someone. Have him go over solidly. No no doubt a booter. You know what I mean? And this is when he also starts using the Rude Awakening. Which is uh, a fantastic move. Yeah, just a reverse backbreaker. Looks fucking no, vicious. Neckbreaker. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, reverse idiot. You're an idiot. That's a gut buster. Your mother's a gut buster. Your dad's a gut buster. It's because he's funny and good at wit. No, it's because he... No, I already fucking AIDS, did your joke. He has AIDS. He busts no, he their guts with AIDS. No, he doesn't. Shut up. Shut up. You're fat. Shut up. You're fat. Um, so this sort of period of time, Rick. so Rick Rude is the dirty evolution of Paul Orndorff. He goes on, he sort of becomes the fucking... F- great way to put it. The figurehead of the Heenan family. Yep. They also do a great thing of pointing out that Bobby Heenan never won a title in the Fed. This is how fucking over Bobby Heenan was. Everyone that Bobby Heenan managed was assumed to be a legitimate threat to Hulk Hogan and never won any titles. Because it's the dude that keeps on coming. Yeah, he doesn't need... He never needed a title. Which leads us all... Which is insane. To WrestleMania five. No, let's... Uh, well, we obviously... When, when you just talk about the greatest angle of all time. The Jake the Snake? Yeah. Where they imply that um, uh, Recruit had sex with his uh, Jake the Snake's wife in the ring. Well, what happens is, and it's a really good start to the angle, and it's really good, and it shows like how later it sounds weird, but later they hit women, and it wasn't as effective as this. Where Rick Rude comes out and he would always like kiss just a woman. Yeah, he'd ask for lady that was all his his whole gimmick. He'd ask for a woman to come in the ring and he'd give what he called the Rude Awakening, which was a kiss. They would fall down because they were fucking splooching. You would realize that he was so much more attractive than your actual husband. Like he also would come into the ring and say something like, "Cut the." He first guy to say, "Cut the music." By the way, yeah, Shane Douglas should shut the fuck up. 
would take his robe off, would have these ridiculously hilarious, amazing trunks. Trunks, like with the intercontinental belt on it, Jake the Snake's wife's face on it. Well, that's later. He he comes out. He uh, so basically, she doesn't want to kiss him, mm. and then he grabs her wrist and starts screaming at her on the mic. And you watch it back, like great, like just so. So fucking sinister and threatening. Evil, exactly. Creep. You see a jacked up dude with a mustache holding a woman's wrist and yelling at her. There is not even the actuality of hitting a woman isn't as fucking. It's the moment before you do something horrible that is the moment that draws everyone in, right? Yeah. Like, so he if does you, that, if and you then show he, Jake runs out like fucking just prime jake and just like they have a huge brawl he comes out one week the best the best thing in the world jake the snake's wife on his fucking pants yeah like naked and then jake comes and strips him uh comes and strips him in the ring of the pants and this by the way was the first program that was on superstars like this wasn't playing out on pay-per-view like how they used to do which is like the commentators would allude to it. Maybe there'd be a run-in or an interview spot. Like, they actually played this mostly out on Superstars. Yeah. Which is a very interesting way to do it. And also shows, like... Because they are obviously, again, trying to get Rude ready for Hogan. They, they want to get him ready for Hogan. He's a perfect foil for Hogan. That finishing move is something that they could say could hurt Hogan's neck. They could build to a neck injury. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of stuff to it. And you can see them slowly preparing this build in the idea of him being the next evolution of Paul Orndorff. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also in one of the most pan matches of all. No, was that against Rick Martel, the blindfold match that Jake had? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. I don't know why that match is panned. It's for kids, but yeah. it, fuck, it's great. Yeah, because it's like the classic, like, I don't know if you ever, I mean, we should have done this in the Jake episode maybe, but the classic, like, have you ever seen a kid's, have you ever been to any, like, kid's theater? What they'll do is they'll have one of the characters. Have I ever been to any kid's theater? Have I ever done kid's theater? Yes, many <laughs> times. I just go for the kids. Um, yeah, but yeah, you just and then you turn around and they're like, oh, "Where hi. is he?" And that's total. That's all the match is. Is just like, "Where's Rick Martell? Tell me how to DDT." I'm like, He's see, over I actually, there. Like, what I don't like is blindfold match. Terrible idea. The final deletion. Everyone's walking around like, "Oh, it's done so well." But you have to understand this: the blindfold match. This is when people. Like, this is, we are kids then, so we like it. We're not adults. You know? Yeah, but adults it was adults. Like the final it deletion. was adults writing about this kid's thing and getting angry. Which, I mean, we're talking about the kid's thing and getting angry. So, um, so what we do is uh, we move on. He has a short feud with JYD, and then he moves into a feud with the... Ultimate... <gasps> Is this Warrior's first feud after being Intercontinental Champion? This is his big feud after uh, being uh, yeah, Ultimate Champion. Because Canada this Canada. is when Rick Rude starts getting... This is really... He's seven years into being a pro wrestler now. It's 1989. This is when he starts getting to be a top-flight professional wrestler. This is when he's starting to show he has the whole package. Because he gets really good matches out of Warrior... And this really wakes up everyone in the locker room to him being it a spectacular really, The wrestler. one problem, though, is... And this is the beginning of the end of Rick Farood's career is the WrestleMania 5 match with the Ultimate Warrior. Mm -hmm. It is botch city on the Ultimate Warrior's part. Like, he fucks up so many moves mm -hmm. and legitimately injures Rick. 
Yeah. This well, this starts his probably starts his pill addiction and his back injuries. Yeah. Basically, drops fucking Rick Rude, all like a bunch of botch moves. The the ending spot gets botched. He then drops fucking Bobby Heenan on his fucking neck. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. That's but that's what that's the difference between lean muscle versus straight up muscle, baby. They wanted that straight up muscle. I guess. Because he um he has another feud to recover. At, uh, he feuds with Piper for a bit, and then he goes back to feuding with the Warrior when the Warrior's the, the champion. Yeah. yeah, and gets more good matches out of him. He gets an amazing steel cage match. Oh fuck you, John. Sorry for yawning into the mic. He gets an amazing steel cage match out of him in at WrestleMania ninety. Like. And that's and it's already the Ultimate Warriors runs cooling. They're pissed off at him. It's not working, and that match and it's a steel cage match. You know exactly how it's going to work, and it's fucking because that was the great. problem. That was the problem with the Warrior was like people. The perception was he couldn't work with anyone but Rick Rude, which is a great thing for Rick Rude to be like. I know you don't like him, but now you do. I'm Rick Rude. I fucked your mom. I fucked your mom. Oh, uh, fucked your mom. During this period, was this when he started loving pulling out knives on people? Um, no, that was in WCW. This was also during the time when he kept physically fighting the Ultimate Warrior in the back. <laughs> Why? He just didn't. I'm trying to look up. The, I already saw this when I was researching it. I didn't save the link to bring it back. I'm just going to find it. There's like any like the backstage fights. There's so many where it's like. Rude just coming up. Like, Why the fuck did you hit me in the back of the fucking neck? Okay. Rick Rude. Um. It was in 1989. Roll the dice. So we're talking 1989. Oh, it's, yeah. So it's, this is it was the because the warrior, um, the warrior wouldn't lighten up. Lighten up. He, w- he was stiff. Like he was just punching. Oh, Rick for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. The And Rickard said, "If you do that, if you do that one more time." But that's interesting because the warrior, his punches didn't even look good. Yeah, but like real punches don't look good. I know. Yeah. That's how you. If someone's actually getting, that's why, like Vader. Vader was one of the few people who could lay it in and it looked good. Yeah, Vader, it looked a fucking amazing. And you're like, yeah. oh, God, there's welts on that man's face now. So he just took him in the back and was like, this is what you're doing to me and knocked him out with one punch. Cracked all of his face paint, apparently. <laughs> if you knock the face paint off someone, that means you're a powerful boy. He's a sweet boy, powerful man who wants to touch my abs. Everyone does. So he then, uh, we'll go to break right now, but his final thing in the Fed, which is weird because here's what I want to say, and we did this with the Mr. Kennedy episode too, he actually spends more time in WCW than he does in WWF during his first run, but that's all you remember about him. Yeah, because, because they, he's motivated. It's also because this was a, this is such a dark day of uh, WCW, like who the fuck remembers early... Uh, early 90s i just wanted to look i remember it very fondly do you yes because that was this is what i'm talking about is like first time i was really into wrestling was like 91 92 and that's when sting invader who had never been on wwf television because the thing is wcw was all these dudes like rick rude who had been on wwf television but had never like there were intercontinental guys who are now are getting the world title push, so you don't really view them as you know. Yeah. Like in that, I know it sounds stupid, but that's how people work. It happens in real fighting organizations where if a guy goes to the UFC to another fighting organization, it's generally accepted that this shit guy in the UFC is going to be the champ there because there's less competition, which is something Vince loves, I'm sure. <coughs> Pardon me. 
and Sting and Vader were the guys who were like, maybe these guys are awesome because I haven't seen them in WWF yet. I haven't seen them lose to Hogan seven times, which obviously would happen. Oh, yes. But yeah, um, so Rude leaves the WWF uh, and he's starting a feud with Bossman. And it's very abrupt, obviously, because they already had cut promos with Rick Rude running down the Bossman and then he just fucking left, right? Well, yeah, they were again. They were building recruit back up because they they did they did like him. I think it was over money. It was also over the fact that Hulk Hogan refused to face him. Why? He didn't like. He thought recruit worked stiff, and he thought he would get hurt. And he also knew that recruit had a reputation for punching people in the face, <laughs> and was unafraid of saying that Hulk Hogan was afraid to face me. And it was something that dogged Rick uh, Rude for the rest of his career. Really? Well, because he just uh, like Hogan utterly refused to work with him. And yeah. he was the next logical opponent for that WrestleMania six run because they couldn't with the Ultimate Warrior after the Ultimate Warrior for with Hogan or uh, with Hogan then getting the belt back at WrestleMania seven all that sort of stuff. If they knew they were building towards that with Rude now being beaten by the Ultimate Warrior, they couldn't go to Hogan Rude right away. But they could build to it in two years time. Yeah, you need two years of rehab. Yeah, because he's already lost two feuds to the Warrior. Yeah, like, and and Hogan wants to seem like he's better than the Warrior, right? So yeah, he can't like drop the belt to Root or even show weakness whatsoever. No, he and he would, and he also just felt that it was ridiculous that that feud was rehashed. Didn't like it. Goes to WCW, and we will discuss his debut after these words. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry to interrupt Dylan God and John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review the Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity and, and no money and no money, no fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, the Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. I'm scared, Dylan. All right, so... John Dylan, I'm scared. Are you going to ask me why I'm scared? Why are you scared? Because the WCW Phantom is here. Ooh. How would you introduce a guy who maybe at this point is a top, let's be realistic, top 10 wrestler in the world? How would you introduce him, John? I'd probably tell some people that he was coming. I wouldn't. I'd put him under a mask. You'd call him the WCW Phantom. You imagine if they introduced Shinsuke Nakamura as the WWE (laughs) ghost boy? Yeah, the ghoulish samurai. Oh, the samurai come oh, and he make no. a sushi of oh, your dog. No, it's just you know a, that was the first eight ideas Vince came up a, with. Everybody yeah. eats dogs. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. He bobs Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he tries to fuck Stephanie, but his dick's too small. <laughs> and then I come out. And a, then I come out and real suck it. I real suck his little billion. nipple. That man has one billion dollars and has stood in a boardroom and said, "Now listen, listen, Sasuke Nakamura, <laughs> listen, Pearl Harbor, whatever yeah. your name is." Yeah, you know, you know, Gorilla Monsoon. You want to know why he got so thin? I gave him AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I wanted to see if it would be a good gimmick. 
I injected him with HIV. The WCW Phantom is the nicest boy to me. He comes in to 1991. He took a year off and went to all Japan. And uh, I'm assuming many concussions. Meets Tom Zink in the ring at Halloween Havoc 92. Oh, the Z-Man. <laughs> the Z-Man loves Z-Man. <laughs> Beats him <laughs> in seconds. Great. And goes on to debut, and that ushers in the era of the Dangerous Alliance. What a fucking amazing staple. It is, it's so stupid that they broke it up so quickly. They hated it. Bill Watts came in. Uh, it's finally revealed why Paul Heyman left or what the lawsuit that he had over was. So basically it was this. Bill Watts came in and why he, how he got that job is they were like, you made all this money in Louisiana. Everyone talks about that. And Georgia. Like he was yeah, known for Great that. booker. But he was also really good at fucking being a cheap bastard. And so he said, all right, give me a flat salary. But also I get a percentage of any money out of your budget you cut. Okay. So they're like, all right, I guess. Because Kip Fry had instigated all these bonuses, all this shit. All of them are making so much money. Yeah. So, like, Paul Heyman was making, like, $400,000 a year. Perf. And, or it was, like, two or something. And Bill Watts was going to cut a hundred grand from that. And Paul Heyman was like, no, you're not going to. Um, you can't cut my salary in half for no reason. And Paul Heyman then fought with Bill Watts about it. Bill Watts apparently said something very anti-Semitic about it. 100%. Like, as soon as Paul Heyman mentioned that, I was like, of course he did. Of course. Like, yep, he did. Then um, Paul Heyman sued them. They claimed that he falsified a bunch of expense reports. Which he did. Which he probably also did. But then he was like, he called me a money-grubbing Jew or whatever that Bill Watts had said to Paul Heyman. And as soon as he said that, the corporate America was like, oh, yep, settle, 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 settle. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, made him sign a non-disclosure. Whereas if it wasn't run by corporate interests, it would have just been like, and? You are. <laughs> well, sorry. He Did he mention that you're losing some hair on top, too? Because that's also a completely accurate and unoffensive thing to say. Yeah. Did he also mention the fact that you're small and that's gay? <laughs> <laughs> did he mention you're boy-sized and that means he gets to fuck you and dress <laughs> you up like a woman? You're a woman now. Yeah. It's not your asshole. It's your back pussy. Now get in the ring, Sally Mae. We're going to make you into a woman with our dicks. I got a gravy pipe for your butt. I've got a gravy pipe for your butt. I got a gravy pipe for your butt. It's called my dick. It's Thanksgiving in your butt. You're the turkey. It's Thanksgiving in Dylan's asshole and we're going to fuck. Let's run through the Dangerous Alliance. There is Larry the Cruncher Zabisco, mm -hmm. beautiful Bobby Eaton, mm -hmm. Arn Anderson, mm -hmm. Rick Rude, mm -hmm. and stunning Steve Austin. And? Medusa. Ooh, Ia Chavo. And this is interesting. And I don't well, know why I wouldn't talk about this in the Arn episode, but this is weird that they would just put him in another stable. He was great in the stable. He's great in stables, but it's like, give, the, give old dad a fucking run. <laughs> They do. They put him in. Oh, actually, that's not true. They put him in a tag team with Beautiful Bobby, I believe. Of course, because Bobby Eaton's the best tag team wrestler of all time. Worst man. body for a. Pro he's a professional combat sport athlete for over twenty five years. Yeah, well, you don't need to be in shape. You just need to be in game shape, baby. He's not in game shape. And Larry Zabisco, who in is wrestling in nineteen ninety one, but still known for 
getting punched and then getting out of the ring and walking around the ring for f- 10 minutes before hitting an arm drag and winning. <laughs> yeah, he loves a not like just telling people about how he um he beat Bruno San Martino and evidently loves weed. That's pretty sweet. I was I was listening to a Jim Ross episode at the Larry Zabisco came up and Jim Ross said Oh, that man really loves the marijuana. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to Larry Land. Is that a no? That was like a horrible Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, that was a terrible. Yeah, but it's Larry Zabisco's hard because like, oh well, it's the New World odor is coming <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything, every middle of the sentence is a question. Let me tell you, Dylan, about my penis. But sucks. he had a very, he had a very different intonation than anyone on WWF television, which at that time was enough for me to be like, oh, this is different. Oh, and also, like, he was fucking beloved. Not, and, like, he was so reviled in the Northwest, like, Northeast because of that fucking Bruno Sammartino angle that there are fans that still remember him of being like, he's the fucking guy that hit Bruno with a chair. And then walked around the ring for a complete full year. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy that faced Eric Bischoff wearing a jacket. If you were to play as Larry Zabisco honestly in a video game, <laughs> you would have to punch once, adjust trunks on the outside for nine, come back in, punch again, go back outside, adjust trunks taunt for nine again. Like, it's all he did. He was one of those great wrestlers who all he did was adjust his trunks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want old school wrestlers who are just like, I gotta stretch out these trunks, see how stretchy these trunks are, turns out, extremely stretchy. Here's what I also love about it. What's your name? Larry Zabisco. You know, we should probably catch make it something more uh catching. Nah. The living legend Larry Zabisco. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Dangerous Alliance, absolutely fucking out of control. Rick Rude, the leader of it, really, really good. Setting up a big match with uh, him and Sting over the US championship, by the way. I loved it when Sting had the U.S. title. I loved it because that's actually the perfect use. Sting is not a top tier. Whoa. Hang, stick with me. Him, second match position, it's building up your mid card and making it super exciting for him to come out so then the champion, the, then the championship can be something else. It's going in a different way. It's nothing that you'd ever do. You put your most popular wrestler at the end, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. No, I like that you can have a guy win a title. Like, I like the idea of... If there's a guy who's the world champion and then your second best wrestler gets a title too as like leverage. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I also like you don't have to have your four top guys going for the world title. You can also be like you can also go to the you can have it makes sense. It makes sense as a babyface storyline if a heel has the world title, then then the babyface gets the secondary title, then is like, Well, don't you want all the belts? I think you should have a title match with me for the belts and then the guy's like yeah i can beat you and then he's like you're so good you know what i mean like it's also keeping your number one and your number two wrestlers far apart from each other yeah and then building towards the the ultimate warrior thing yeah building towards ic and world title because ultimate warrior was so huge by wrestlemania 4 and it took them a full more two years to get to that match yeah perfect which is not even the match they wanted to do if zeus had been a better wrestler that's the match we would have gotten wow that's crazy Never forget. That's so crazy. They wanted to do Tony Tiny, Tony, Tiny Lister. Tony Tiny Lister v. Hulk Hogan. That's in, crazy. In this, the fact wrestling was as popular as it was is shocking. That with Tiny? With everything. With Vince McMahon in control. What are we gonna do? Get me the gobbledygooker. Well, the carnival rules, man. 
And that's why Rick Flair, Rick Flair, <laughs> Rick Rude beats Sting for the U.S. title. Rick Flair, Rick Rude, Rick Flair Rude yeah. <laughs> goes on to have a 14-month reign that is only broken up by uh, his first injury, which spells his fucking doom. Isn't that nice? It is spells his fucking doom. I shouldn't say his first injury. It's the like classic 90s story of like, oh, Rick Flair, Rick Rude's injured. What does that mean? It means he can no longer walk. Like, yeah. Like this is when pain, literally painkillers don't work anymore. Oh, it means that he coughed and now his spleen is on the yeah, ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got angry at the phone company and now his neck's broken. Uh, hmm. This is also the time when Rick Rude was on so many painkillers he was losing his mind. He kept showing a machete to Polly dangerously when they went to go get the belt from him during to this. To be fair, he thought that machete was his dick. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. How dare I? Um, See, but this is, the, this is what I was talking about in the first part. This is... He's now a great worker, but he's insane, which leads to him challenging Ron Simmons for the title and then being rebuffed by Ron Simmons, the transitional champion in the history of wrestling. What are you talking about? Ron Simmons was a legitimate champion, and in no way was just Bill Watts being like, he's the new junkyard dog. Bill, are you saying that because they're both black? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know how junkyard dog had charisma and uh, no work rate, and this guy has no charisma and tons of work rate? Yeah, junkyard dog. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna I'm do. I'm just we're- impressed that we could get one of the members of Run DMC to wrestle. I'm just amazed that we can get a football player to do whatever we want. We won't do whatever we want. Shut up, um, Rick Rude. Um, when they went to get the U.S. title when it was vacated, um, he tried to stab Steve Austin. Also showed up when Steve Austin's uh, daughter was born and said, "You don't need to be here. They'll be sleeping," and took him gun shooting for a while. Like every shoot interview about Rick Rude begins this way. Well, he was smoking. That's so good. He just looks like a cigarette. Yeah. He looks like a he looks handsome like the kind asshole. Of guy. He looks like a 70s handsome asshole. He's the kind of guy that definitely has a Marlboro jacket. So good. Like, like what's, what's it smell like bass fish? That's my jacket that says bass <laughs> on it. But he did become the world champion in 1993 when he beat Ric Flair. Um he beat Ric Flair, and he was actually a very interesting champion because he is the champ. Is he the champion? It's what according to this it says. Uh, according to the INET, it says uh, he's the champion when WCW officially disbands from the NWA and has yes. to make their own title. The, the, so he's not the only the first. He's the first WC, champion. WCCW champion. He is also the first uh, WCW World Champion. Saul's NWA. Yeah, and he did that weird thing where they had a working relationship with WC- with uh, New Japan, which I think is re- was really fucking cool. Uh, WCW did so they would just flip the type some titles for eight days, like both yeah. Japanese and uh, and WCW. So they flipped the title uh, for eight days uh, when he went on a tour of Japan to uh, Hiroshi Hase, um, and uh, then in '94 he's still the champ, uh, but then his basically he's unable to wrestle. Um, because he got a suicide dive uh, in a like. Don't have a guy whose back is barely together wrestling strong style in I Japan. Yeah, I think that's pretty like yeah, like strong style in WW, WCW is one thing where it's like just yeah, lay in a forearm to my chin, but not like oh no, uh, this next spot is you do a suicide dive and you miss and your neck, uh, your head hits the barrier straight on. Yeah, and uh, if you don't actually break your neck the japanese public will recognize that and and feel like uh they they're you're they're owed your body through eating it 
That's also the first four minutes of this hour-long match. (laughs) Half an hour into it, Harley Race is going to come out and just berate you for five minutes. Yeah. Listen up, you motherfucker. I said get to the back. We got cold beer to drink. That's a good Harley Race. Is it? It's better than I could do. Listen to me, you motherfucker. (laughs) The key to... I'm going to beat you. I'm putting a bounty on your head. But the thing is, he never yelled. He always just let me just clarify quickly why I'm doing exactly what I said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear a jacket that looks like I'm in a circus. And I have a flat top like the character Flat Top from Dick Tracy. <laughs> so uh, here's another thing. That he kind of changes his look during this era because he, uh, he cuts his porno locks. During the WCW era. No, he lost the uh, porno locks in WWF. Did he? Yeah. Second Warrior Feud is when he did it. Oh, my God. Right after WrestleMania? Cease. What's your verdict on the porno locks added? I think the porno locks made him seem more mid-card than anything else. I agree. I lo- The slick back hair, you're like, ooh, who is this matador who's that this also has rehypnol? And the other thing is WCW, you can see he's a better worker there, but his body has fallen off. It's really a sad story where he has a complete package except for the work rate in WWF, and then his body has fallen off. Not fallen off. It's just like... He's injured. He's injured, and it's not yeah. a time when they would actually be like, go take a year off and figure it out. Yeah. He, at this time, because of a weird scam, they were able to insure themselves. Yes, him and uh, him and uh, Kurt Henning. Him, Kurt Henning, um, the Road Warriors had it. Jesus fuck. For Christ. single wrestling. It's yeah. best scam ever. That's why they went and were single wrestlers for a while, they're like, oh, we're injured. We can only be in tag teams. Jesus Christ. Um, Lloyds of London. So he insures, like you can insure parts of your body for Lloyd's of London, which is like a super, super, like it costs you a lot of money, but if you hurt your knee or something, then they give you the most money ever in the world. And yeah, you they get started p- insuring wrestlers because they clearly didn't know what wrestling They didn't know was. what they were doing. And then uh, the smartest wrestlers in the world who were Rick are Ru- all but one dead now yeah. um, insured their bodies when they knew our bodies are dying. Ha ha. You didn't know that, but we look so good with our shirts off. And Rick Rude did it and never wrestled again and went on to be a great valet. Took three years off, reappears in... E-C-W. I will say this. The... Weirdest way to debut... No, no, no. The best guy from the 80s who you were like, oh, yeah... This guy's just been waiting to say pussy. <laughs> this guy's been patiently. And the other weird thing is, I want to bring this up, and I should have brought How it up. How many times really... he says just homophobic things in the oh, ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to fuck Francine in her dry pussy. <laughs> How does it feel to be wet for the first time, you whore, cunt, bitch, slut? I'm sorry, it's a pleasure overload. <laughs> oh, I get to be mean to a woman. Does anyone mind if I real stab this woman in the ears? I don't want to kill her. I want her to know that I'm better, though. Yeah! Come on her, Rick. Come on her, Rick. You know, you're so good. You're so good. Fuck us, Rick. Fuck us, Rick. You know, he's one of the best, because you take Earthquake, put him in ECW. You take... Which other can you think of another wrestler you could put just in ECW during this era and it would have been like and he could have played like an ECW character and none that they didn't actually get. The only other one that comes to mind is Steve Austin. No. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Anyone from like I'm talking late eighties WWF. Yeah, oh WWF. Coco Beware, Dynamite Kid, Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy would have been great. I mean, sorry, David Dynamite Kid would have been amazing. Dynamite Kid, because Dynamite Kid would have just been like, "You're a fucking queer. <laughs> You're a fucking bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No, just that debut is so good. And it's also this is the best thing about ECW. Is he there to wrestle? No. He's the color commentator. So good. <laughs> because he can't wrestle yet. So they would just like cause ECW would do this great thing where it's like, Oh, he'll work for us? We'll figure it out. So he comes <laughs> out as a masked man, uh, masked man who harassed Shane Douglas, and then they do a great they do a great debut where there's a masked man. Uh, there's a masked guy in a rude awakening robe. Yeah, and they're like, okay, this is Rick Rude, and then he, and then there's Shane Douglas's hired security, and then one of the security guards turns out to be Rick Rude. The masked man makes out with Francine, who's then for sure turned on by it because if you just force yourself on a woman, she <laughs> figures out that she likes that. Yeah, and then it's Brian Lee, and Francine's like, oh, maybe I want Brian Lee to dummy my punny. <laughs> oh fuck! And then he really does probably in the ring. Does he? Well, he, uh, yeah, he's the color commentator. He's the color commentator. That's why and all he does is why I, I'd fuck Francine the whole why time. why I love ECW. Why, why are you debuting a color commentator by him just saying wet minge in the ring for 11 minutes? <laughs> because Rick Rude really, like, it was like, he portrayed this thing in ECW where it was like, oh, he stopped playing a character and now he's just actually Rick Rude. <laughs> Like I'm surprised he <laughs> yeah, didn't. That's a great point. Is that 1990? Like, I'm surprised he didn't just. They were like, you can't smoke cigarettes in the ring. Sandman does that, but you can't smoke cigarellos <laughs> and call Sandman a pussy for not smoking, inhaling cigars. <laughs> like, <laughs> like because it's also you can tell that his sense of fashion is truly that of the mid 90s wrestler. It's like sweatpants, got him. Fanny pack, yep. Fleece, that's sweated in. Let's go to the airport. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's that that segues beautiful into him returning to the Fed as Shawn Michaels number two. Do you know how they make him? Do you know how they actually ended that? No. In ECW, I think he joined Shane Douglas. Well, yeah, he, uh, he became part ECW of the and the threat. Sandman faced Lawler and Van Van Dam and Sabu in a three on two yeah. during the ECW WWF like start invasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Rick Rude uh, helps Lawler pin Dreamer. And then he joins WWF. And I thought that's really good. That's a great way. He's just gone. And then it's like, you don't get your fucking revenge, guys. Which is a great, like, that's as Paulie's prime time of booking is 97. Oh. Yeah, I say 95 to 97 is prime time. Because it's like, prime you time. know what? Sometimes the bad guy wins. Enjoy. Like It's also it's won. also hard because he also get is getting, this is also time when Hogan is running through WCW. So all of his friends at WCW don't have a job for a minute. Yeah. So they just come to EC. It's how he got everyone. So we got Pillman. It's how we got fucking Steve Austin. It's also because he was secretly the WWE t- development territory, yeah, which has all been said. But like his fucking weird excuse of what? So why did Vince McMahon just give you ten grand every week? Oh, because uh, of Two Cold Scorpio. What? Yeah. Shut up. No. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the Al Snow one is the most obvious. Where it's like, uh, we got this guy. We don't know what to do with him. And then Polly is like. Take in, give gimmick, gimmick good, back to you. Like, yeah. that's like a nine. T- that's what. Is, how long is he in ECW? Like, like six months? Six to nine months? Little? He's there for an instant. Most of the. He comes in, does the head thing, 
What's amazing these. about a lot of ECW runs is they're short. Cactus Jack is there for less than a is there for a year. Yeah. The only guys that wrestled there consistently, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, Raven, RVD. Well, ECW is also the invent of the modern fan, where it's like the now before ECW, ECW did one thing that's bad for the business, I think, and this sounds really weird, and I'll I won't call it the business. I'm so sorry. One bad thing for wrestling is ECW introduces the fan who's like, yeah, 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 new shit though every week. So a year long run, like within that year long run, he fully starts out teaming with uh, Mikey. Uh, and then goes into I love Eric Bischoff, and then is the hardcore icon again, and then leaves. Like that's in a year. Every single week you got to come up with new shit because those people are like, I've seen, I saw your shit last week. You need new shit. It's like way more intimidating. Like like it's like we've done open mics where I you feel compelled to because they have a or gigs that where you have the same audience every week. So. Like, you feel compelled to come up with new stuff. But this is a place like, oh, you, you didn't come up with new stuff? That's cool. I found your mom on Facebook. <laughs> and I made a fake profile as your ex-girlfriend. And now she knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. That I made. Well, it's because they would market that there would always be a surprise. Yeah. It's a great point made by Jim Cornette, which is Jim Cornette is you can't have a surprise every week because that defeats the purposes of, of a surprise. Because mm. you're just going to be like, surprise. Like, what's surprising about this? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people have touched on that. But a one surprise, Rick Rude returns August 11th, 1997 as the, not many people remember this, the fourth member of DX in the insurance policy. And the thing is, is he still looks intimidating. He still looks intimidating. He's a great fucking angle. He's the great with DX's DX. And and it's, like I said, man, you can transition this guy into the Attitude Era because he looks like he pisses on strippers. (laughs) He looks like the kind of guy who goes, where's my ashtray? By that, I mean my daughter. (laughs) Does this lap dance have a happy ending? Oh, so you want me to... Fuck you. No, I want you to die. I want to piss in your mouth, and I I want you to gargle it and swallow it because you're a toilet. Hello. (laughs) Women are toilets. Hello. Hello. Girls are for fucking. (laughs) Women are toilets. You're bananas. You're bruised. If a man has had sex with you, I can't have sex with you. You're used up. You're a dirty sock. I'm going to push you into this alley and lock you out of your house. You don't deserve to sleep in a bed. You're a woman. Do you want to know where I got... Stand sleep like a You know where... You're a woman. That's bad. <laughs> He's just, he just implies women have to sleep standing yeah. up. No, he outright tells them. <laughs> the, I, I couldn't agree more. He's also, he then, just to make history, and apparently because of the Montreal Screwer job, because he wasn't a wrestler, Vince was paying him peer, appearance by appearance. Yeah. As per his ECW deal. Yeah. Because that's how he could be in ECW at the same time. Is like I'm assuming it was like I don't have enough. Really, I'm not doing well enough to pay you exclusively. So yeah, and he wasn't that important. He was just kind of like Rick Rude's here. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> he just slapped that 11 year old and just yelled, "That's for what happened last night, you cocksucker!" But he's still like Rick Rude is fantastic because he could play the like muscle like he did in DX but when he got in the ring he could be the beg off heel but he still had this like he still had this like 
this like strip club bouncer. Yeah, he had this grimy, gross feel. Yeah, yeah. He was also always in a suit in DX and a little bit disgusted by their antics. Yeah. And also was sort of like their wise old father, where he's like, "You think this is perverted? (laughs) I've gaped in a church." Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Old weird uncle. Yeah. I once linked, licked a pink sock in a fucking mosque, you fucking queers. <laughs> um, then all he does is really stand around. He gets a rude awakening in. But he rude awakening someone, and it gets a huge pop, which they're like, okay, that's not. Because, like, obviously, it's going to get a huge pop. It's a fucking rude awakening, baby. It's very exciting. But the screw job, you are saying? Screw job happens. Rick Rude gets really pissed off about it, walks out, calls Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff says, well, come on Nitro. And he ends up being on Raw and Nitro the same day because Raw was taped and Nitro wasn't. Walks out with just the mustache again and cuts a screed on Shawn Michaels because evidently he never liked Shawn Michaels and thought he was a bitch. Yeah. Which I love that he was just like, he's a bitch. And it was probably because he was like at an airport strip club and it was 7 a.m. And Shawn was like, I'm going to go get my bags from the hotel. And Rick was like, no, you leave your stuff here. You get on the plane, you buy new clothes. (laughs) <laughs> we need to see these tits for wait a minute you pack you pack your clothes you're a fucking idiot Ugh, i have a belt on that's all i need yeah. i'm not ashamed of my body um but yeah goes to wcw and just becomes an also ran within the um the nwo which was weird and also then just becomes cart kurt hennings heavy in the nwo and then West Texas Rednecks happen, and then Rick Rude dies either right before or right after that. What I'm trying to say is the West Texas Rednecks killed Rick Rude. Yep. Uh, an amazing career, a really interesting career. No, I- he uh, basically he leaves. Uh, he's training to come back, and then he gets injured, and then he uh, leaves in '99, and then he dies really, really like soon after. If he hadn't died. Do you understand that there would have been a time when in TNA wrestling there was Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Rick Rude, and a bald macho man Randy Savage? Oh, that would have been great. But the thing is, because that's the thing with the DX, when he comes back to WWF and DX, and this is a real tragedy. And I feel like it's a tragedy. And I mean, I'm not speaking specifically. Like, obviously, a man died, and that's bad. Um, But he's the same thing as Boss Man, where you never get that nostalgia pop that I feel like people wanted. Like, because when he came out in DX, he didn't come out to the Rick Rude theme song. He came out to the DX song and it was like, holy shit, it's Rick Rude. Mm. You know? And I remember there was a beatdown. I think it was, yeah, I think it was when Henning and him attack Conan and then he does a Rude Awakening to Conan. I have misplaced that. He does a Rude Awakening to Conan in WCW and it gets a huge pop because of fucking course it does. And that just shows how thirsty yeah, it's the people... Rude fucking well, it's just people. It's just so, so thirsty people... Like, how great would it have been if he Slater calls someone out, Rick Rude comes out and shows them what a real man looks like, Rude Awakening. Like, that would have been the fucking best. Like, it would have been the best. Absolutely. I'm just wondering... What was I going to look up? I just can't remember what Rick he Rude... Died on 420. <laughs> in a Lazy Boy and they found so many pills around him. You know what his ECW theme song was? What? Turn up the radio by autograph. Turn up the radio. I hear the music. Give it away. I remember it. It was basically just, it was just basically the Valvinus uh Theme song is Rick Rude's second. Yeah. Yeah, great. 
because he's think about the lineage of the Rick Rude character though think about the lineage of the Rick Rude character because here's because this is legitimate they first try out this character with Brutus the Barber Beefcake yeah, because he's because he's supposed to be a male stripper. He's supposed they to be Brutus Beefcake. Rick Rude, and basically, and his theme song is called by the WWF is called the Stripper, and then uh, and then Val Venus is the real is the next phase of the Rick Rude where he's the porn star. Yeah, and it's the next phase where just Rick Rude is like, I kissed your wife. Val Venus is like, I fucked your I wife. I deep dicked your wife. Yeah, I deep dicked your sister, and for some reason, you're very upset about that. Because <laughs> you want to fuck your sister. Yeah. Hey, Ken Shamrock, I fucked your sister. Gross. My sister is mine to fuck. She is my personal fuck property. Um. So what's your best thing about Ricky Rude Rude? Package. The best package of... What? Hang on. Dick? Of, of look... Like packaging of look meets gimmick, meets in ring style, means approach to every angle. He always behaved in the same way, even though in. And you still think he's a number two guy, even though he's like the you just called him the the real deal Lex Luger. He's a, he, no, he was always presented as a number two guy. I think that if he had been able to stay healthy in WCW, he would and continued wrestling, he would have gone back to the Fed a number one guy. Like he would they would have put him as like one of Vince McMahon's champions in the corporation. Something like that against Steve Austin. They could have done stuff like that. Yeah. I think it was also he was in a weird time where he didn't get all the way to the top at the right time. So politically they just weren't gonna put him in a position to win or be in the main event picture. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I think he could have played the game a bit better. I think he was like a better I think he was a like as, as weird as it sounds, I think Kurt Hanning is a better wrestler than him, but I think that the Mr. Perfect gimmick is just a bit too cartoony, whereas Rick Rude is like just a very, like you can relate to the scum. He just feels like, it feels like he's a guy who would dirtily hit on, a gr- like if you went to like a seedy bar, because like you didn't care. Yeah. You know, like you go, it's a, it's a Friday night, I just want to get a drink, let's go to the seedy bar, it'll be kind of kooky, and then he fucking... He fucking gets a boy, uh, guy to hold his pool cue while he gets you out of the conversation and starts dirtily touching your girlfriend. You say something, he cracks you over the head with a pitcher. Yeah, he keeps know? just trying to grab your asshole, like literally yeah, he keeps finger so, of the asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's that dude. He grabs your girlfriend's ass and then tries to put a finger actually inside her body, mm-hmm. and that's not fun. Um, yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I guess my my best thing about him is to, to I guess to be more specific off your point is his face. I think he has the best face for professional wrestling I've ever seen because it could convey so many things. And in any era, he's a heel. If you put him now, he's a heel. If you put him in the 80s, obviously, in the 90s, obviously, he's a heel because he's got a face that's not like you got like the Miz's type face where it's like, fuck, what a dick. Mm. Rick Rude has this face where it's intimidating scumbag. Like he, I don't think he's the most unique face because like when when Val Venus did the character, it's like he's just not intimidating at all. You can see like he's like a nice guy. Triple H, you can see that he's just like you kind of hate him because he's boring more than anything. Michaels had that dirtbag thing, but he wasn't as intimidating. I think there's just like and Michaels was like sleazy, but he wasn't like. And he's very malleable. Like he could be a, he could be a. You could believe that he'd be this strong man wrestler, and you could totally believe that he would just run away the whole time as soon as he met anyone his size. Absolutely. I think also that 
I think a disadvantage of Rick Rue that we did not explore actually is that he was he was lean. That's something I just thought of in thinking of Michaels because Michaels the problem is Michaels could never really be taken that seriously as a dirtbag because he's a bit smaller. Uh-huh. And that Rickard was always a very lean guy, so he was a tough sort of son of a bitch, but he was never going to be like Billy Badass. In the era in the era of. If this makes any sense, you look at a guy and Rick Rude has the more like swimmer kind of figure where it's like the V. Yeah. Whereas you look at a guy and you want like, this sounds, I don't know, you want like abs and then like huge, I don't know what you call them, underarm muscles mm-hmm. and then the rest of a body built. He came up and like now obviously he'd be a powerhouse. Like he's more built like a roided up Cesaro than anything else. Yeah, he is built a lot like Cesaro and probably fucking would bosh the same amount as Cesaro does now. Whoa. Because he's dead. You're anti-Cesaro? I said it. Well, what's the worst thing about Rick Rude? I've been trying to think that. My worst thing is his timing. I'm going to say his hair in the late 80s. Really? I didn't care for it. He looked like a fucking scrub. I loved it. He looked like he would just... Podcast over now. You're wrong. Worst thing about Rick Root, I'm going to say is his timing. Like like I said, he had the charisma and he had the look and then just as the look started deteriorating, his work rate got better but he just got injured. Yeah. And like you said, if it was now, he would be the beneficiary of being obviously A, naturally big and B, they would just be like, oh wait, people are paying attention because one of our guys murdered his family a bit ago so you got to take some time off. <laughs> Like that's the honestly, <laughs> the Chris Benoit murders are the best thing that's ever happened to professional wrestling. Think about how many people have died post those Chris Benoit murders. Not well, it's a lot of old guys, but yeah, that's what I mean though. Like WWE, just but they had also to stop lasted like a lot longer. Off. The fact that Row- Rowdy Piper made it to the middle sixties—that's insane. Yeah, because they kept getting him help. Old, pre those murders. They would have just been like, hey, it looks like Roddy's foaming at the mouth. What's Roman Reigns looking like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they just would have been care. Like, get more get more water on Roman Reigns. Roddy seems to be foaming at the mouth. Use Fuck some of the foam for Roman's mouth. Yeah. We need him to be a we need him to be a badass. All right. Well, that's the end of the Rick Rude podcast. I think we should we, just have a daily Rick Rude podcast. I think we should just have a daily time where we just behave like Rick Rude. Just walk up to a man. You're a pussy. Just what I mean, though. He's so fucking malleable. He looks like he could just fit into any era. Because, like, <laughs> the 80s was like, this guy looks like he'd bear back my wife. And then the 90s was like, yeah, he's talking about how he would bear back my wife. Yeah, he just bear back. Not even, not even if she's attractive. He can, he can get hard for any woman because he's so straight. Yeah. And <laughs> now he knows that he's more of a man than you. Yeah. It's his two favorite things. All right. For the podcast, I'm Dylan Gott. And I'm Dylan Gott. I'm here with Ravishing Rick Rude and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Ravishing Rick, we know the ultimate warrior's king of the jungle, but what happens when you put an animal in a cage? Jesse, everybody knows a caged animal is a scared animal because a caged animal is out of its element. You know, ultimate warrior, you may rule the wild kingdom as you know it, but inside of a 15-foot high steel cage, Ravishing Rick rules, and you're going to know it. 
That's right, Bobby. And it's not going to be a heavy action scene from Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. It's going to be SummerSlam 1990, ravishing Rick Root and the Ultimate Warrior inside the steel cage. And yes, Ultimate Warrior, I will climb to the top of the 15-foot cage, but not to escape. I will come down 15 feet onto the Ultimate Warrior's head. You will be singed by the heat of my burning desire. I will become the new World Wrestling Federation champion. Yeah. Over to you, Sean.